Cue the actual intro. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hello, welcome. It's another episode of Kettle Foreplay. Wowza. You can really tell I've been on vacation for a full week because I'm lazy as a motherfucker. So expect this episode to be much slower than usual. <laughs> like an inbred cousin. Now here's what's been happening since the last time we spoke. Number one, tabloids have been saying that uh, Brad Pitt wants to get back with Jennifer Aniston, even though she's getting it good from the hottie Justin Thoreau. But the real question is, why is his name not Justin Thorox? Why are you trying to confuse all of us? How can the last 17 letters of your name be silent? Number two, I heard that you can now marry your favorite anime character in Japan. There's a company that's putting together a package where you walk down the aisle, it's a little virtual wedding, you get to kiss what is actually just to stick with lips on it and pretend that it's your significant other. But you want me to make fun of it. I will not. I don't think it's pretending for some people. I feel like life is full of some lonely fucking shit. And if an anime character makes you feel happy, if, if a piece of lint on someone else's shirt gives you the willies, then marry the shit out of it. Just get in there. Get a lint roller and make it a fucking threesome. No one cares as long as you're happy. Now the point of this story is uh, the package is what gets me so good. If you get married under this company to your favorite anime character, the package includes curtains, which retail for a solid 170 US dollars. And you think that's a lot of money. I don't think so. I think it's an investment because the curtains, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it even longer, has a picture of your wife. <laughs> How awesome is that? Why wouldn't you want that in your life? You can get a cake with her face on it as well. A cardboard cutout. If you ask me, that's a motherfucker. Fucking steal, dude. Moving on. A lot of people have clawed each other's eyes out and called each other names and friendships have been ruined over this word and I finally have the answer. Irregardless is actually a word. So when Gretchen Wiener says it in Mean Girls and everyone giggles at her, know that you are the fool. Just so it's official, I decided to get a lexicographer here in studio to explain to you that irregardless is actually a word. And by that I mean I'm gonna use a sample from a YouTube video because I just recently learned what a lexicographer is and I couldn't have anticipated bringing someone in because I didn't even know what the term was. Here we go. My name is Corey Stamper and I'm a lexicographer for Merriam-Webster. That means that I am a writer and editor of dictionaries. Irregardless is a word, it is related to regardless. It is actually a blend of two words. It's a blend of irrespective and regardless. You use irregardless to shut down further conversation on a topic. I might say, Dad, let me borrow the car. I'm a really good driver. And he'll say, regardless, I'm not comfortable. I'll say, oh, but come on, I'll get it detailed and I'll put gas in it. He'll say, irregardless, no. The point of the irregardless is to shut down conversation. Well, would you look at that? You learn something new every day. Isn't it painful to know that you've been wrong for so long and everyone else who you thought was stupid is actually just incredibly smart and you're a piece of shit? Life sucks sometimes. And now the moment I've been waiting for for a solid seven years. I'm pregnant. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pretty Little Liars had their series finale and I, it's taken me this long to recover. I had to go on vacation from how many emotions were happening that day. It was absolutely fucking awful. And if you haven't watched it yet, there are no spoilers here because I can't even dive into it. It was 
That feeling you get when the shower curtains touch you and you don't feel clean for the rest of the day. It was that feeling that you get when you wipe and there's still poo and you wipe and there's still poo and you keep going forever until you clog the toilet. It was the feeling that you get when you're in the elevator right at 8 o'clock in the morning and the person next to you is sweating and touching you and you're like, how in the fuck is this possible? Did you run here? Basically, what I'm trying to say is from the ripe age of 19 years old all the way to now where I'm 26 and 10 months, 11 months, I have wasted my existence. There are so many continuity errors in that show. There's just generally terrible acting. And the big question mark that I had was, uh, well, answered, but just very poorly. So if you want to feel bad about life, go watch the entire seven seasons and then get back to me. Fuck you, Marlene King. On to more tragedies. I was on vacation, as I mentioned earlier, and I was on the beach eating shrimp off my gut, feeling fa 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 feeling myself. And then the worst thing possible happened. A bunch of kids came to speak to me, and one of them, and let me give you her full profile, name, Wanakombo. Age, nine. Sass level, 100,000. So she went on to ask me how old I was, and I was being cheeky, and said, 11 and a half. She laughed and then pointed to a gray hair on my head and said, no, that's not possible. Do you understand what that was like? I mean, the moment happened between just her and I, but she obviously can't tell you the story because I drowned her. Who in their right tiny mind would say such an awful thing? Like, I know kids are honest, but just shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> Reminds me of this one time that this kid was playing soccer and I was waiting for a buddy of mine to come downstairs, and so I said, fuck it, I'm gonna play with this kid, so I did. And uh, I thought we were having a grand all time. On the inside, what it looked like to me was two kids playing. Keep in mind that I was 21 at the time. <laughs> and on the outside, I guess this is what it looked like because a bunch of kids came downstairs to play with him and they were like, is that your mom? Is that your mom? Do you want to die, young man? Is that what you want to happen? It's a very visible transition that I'm making in life where I have to understand that I'm no longer a child because sometimes instead of people calling me sister on the street, they say auntie. And I'm like, listen, my tits are way too perky for this shit, man. I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. I'm gonna make a version for myself clearly that says that I'm not a woman, I'm just a geriatric patient. Age purgatory is a real thing because in my mind, I feel like I'm genuinely, 14 years old and then on the outside clearly I'm in my late 20s heading to my 30s and I wanted a smooth transition not just for me but for people out there who are literally 29 and 11 months and 26 days so I thought I'd bring in someone way wiser than me the mighty the talented the wonderful human being known as Mr. Nick Ndeda. Great to be here once again. I am just a fetus in a 27-year-old woman's uh, body. 27. Man, that was a long time ago. Dude, and soon to be 27. I'm not even 27 oh, yet. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I was talking to a buddy of mine, and I was like, when I was a teenager, I thought by the time I was 25, mm -hmm. I would be a millionaire. Yeah. And I'm talking like in dollars, be it Canadian dollars. But, but still, still dollars. dollars, yeah. And clearly, I'm 27 and nowhere near that. But the dream is still the, there. The dream is still alive and That's kicking. Great. But uh, it led me to believe that I must have some kind of like misunderstanding as to what my 30s are going to be like. Mm -hmm. And you being there already could just lend me a hand because I'm lost. 30s, man. I looked, I looked forward. I looked forward to getting to 30 first because I was always like, finally, people will take me seriously. Yeah. When I was a teenager, I literally dressed in um, long sleeve shirts, trousers. Sometimes I'd even wear a tie. And this is <gasps> this is just on a weekend Saturday, no. chilling. 
With glasses? With glasses. Amazing. And because I wanted people to take me seriously. They didn't. They're just like, why are you trying to grow up so fast? Be a kid, blah, blah, blah. Fine. So I went to the jeans and the t-shirts and I did that all through my 20s. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going 25, 27. I'm like, people take me as like, like I'm 23 or 24. Yeah. I guess you also because... have a really young face, dude. Yeah, that too. So that, that played a really major part. So I told myself when I get to 30, I'll be three decades deep. People will recognize it and yeah. I will get that respect. And then I got to 30 and, and it, was just, it was just like 28. It was just like 29. But the only thing that changed was I was aware of it. Really? I How was, so? I was aware of it in the sense of I'll do something and be like, ah, you really want to be doing that at your age? And I say <laughs> that with reference to, to very specific things. Okay. Things, like, things like going out... Um, to the club until like 4 a.m. Nothing wrong with that. However, because I did so much of that in my 20s, I'm like, if you want to do this again, it might not look just like when you were 25. You're in the club and you're ridiculing these children who are showing up in the club trying to put their money together to buy one bottle or just spending their time taking photos for Instagram. That will piss you off more than you will enjoy yourself in the club. So That's very true. Why don't you just do a few hours or maybe just go to the bar? And bars are so much more awesome. I do have to agree with that. I don't understand why someone would uh, get ready at home where they can have a conversation pre-drink, they're having a ball, then mm -hmm. go to a club where they can't speak to each other. Exactly. And how do you actually pick women up at a club if you can't really speak? Do you know what I mean? It's crazy, right? It's literally just body language, right? If I thrust enough and you do the same, then we're like, oh, good, let's go home together. That's how I ended up kissing a man. That's how I picked up one girl one time, though. Yeah. Uh, With body rolls? At the club. Yep. It was, it was, yep, one just <laughs> came through, danced some ish, turned this way, that way. Next thing we were kissing. And then <gasps> she said, let's meet on Monday. And then she came up. I told her to meet me at the theater. And she walked up. Oh, that's how you get the ladies. You're like, oh, meet me at the uh, theater. Exactly. Very artistic fellow. Yes, get it. And she walked up and I did not recognize her. Yeah. I was like, well, she should be here by now. Who's this person? Why are they lingering? <laughs> Hi, Nick. Hi. Oh, oh, shit, that's her. Oh, shit, no. that's you. And I said it out loud. We hung out once, twice, and then realized that all we had in common was the that tequila shots we had. Oh, that's the one. But see, if had you gone to a bar and sat down with a bunch of your buddies, there's some kind of like back and forth with her and your friends. You're like, okay, maybe I can see that. And mm -hmm. then other things happen. And you know, the bar would have had some good lights. People don't pre-drink to go to a bar. Exactly. So they can catch you at a sober moment where you're like, okay, True. I can make good decisions and then bad decisions later. I like to think there's something very dignified about showing up at, a, at an alcohol place very sober. Yeah. Like, you know, you show up there. This is the house of getting fucked up. But you are very sober when you walk in. So, you know, there's a little something. Even the bartenders will be like, yeah, sure, he's acting a fool right now. But you should have seen him Early. when he walked in. <laughs> At its prime. Oh, such a gentleman he that's is. That's amazing. I do feel like if I walk into an establishment uh, that serves alcohol and everyone is more inebriated than me, that I'm above them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I feel like a queen. Exactly. <laughs> when you walk in, I'm like, mm, look at these people. Fucking peasants. Drooling. What is wrong with you? Three hours later and, you know, I, I get into this crazy shots phase. And... Yeah. You're trying to soak a, a tampon in vodka and put it inside you because it'll get you more drunk. I remember one time sucked a boob. 
Noah. How weird was that? And was oh, it in your twenties or thirties? This was in my oh, this was so early twenties. I'm I'm I actually pat myself on the back that it happened at that age because that is some shit that should not happen. That is shit. It is fun. Exactly. Post post twenty two, you should not do that. Who whipped out their boob? About seven people. Uh-huh. Two ladies and five guys and some game. It was a truth or dare game. And I and I'm always the guy in truth or dare, like, yo, I will tell you fifty thousand truths. And ask not have me to anything. Dare. Yeah. Don't ask me don't dare me to do something. And then this girl and her think she was nineteen years old and she's like, Oh, I'm all for the dares and someone said, I dare you to whip out your boob and then she does. And in drunkenness, someone else says, I dare you to get someone to suck your boob. And I'm looking at these guys like, are you guys crazy? This is two in the morning. We had been drinking for a while. Yeah. And someone pointed at me or she pointed at me. I don't know. And I was like, yo, well, this, this was before people were taking random photos. I could always say, um, that never happened. Yeah. But it did. But now you set it on here. <laughs> no yeah. luck, my friend. So that was in your 20s. You would never do that in your 30s. Can't do that in my 30s. I can't imagine. And I think I like what I like about the 30s for me, I feel like when you're in your 20s, you need you need to do all that not crazy shit, just the experimental shit that you've been feeling, the stuff that you've been exposed to yeah. and curious about from the time that like you're a teenager. Also, your body can, I feel like your body can take it because it hangovers, yes. once you get to a certain age, that you can have a three-day hangover. I didn't believe this until more recently in it's, life. It's ridiculous. I hate hangovers. I really do. And back when I was in my 20s, I remember doing Friday night drink until Saturday, like four in the morning. I'd go to oh, class at 9 a.m. Yeah. I would get back in the afternoon, have pre-drinks with my boys who are going to the club. But then I wouldn't go to the club. I would go to the radio station and do a DJ show that I do on Saturday nights. Go drink with them from midnight when the show is done until Sunday, like 8 a.m. And I'd still be good. I'd be good, dude. I've I've, I've done uh, um, a full shift on 25 minutes of sleep before. What? And I was still killing it. I, I felt okay. And then I went back home and it was like a little surprise party because it was my birthday. And I was like, oh, I could keep going exactly but if you told me that that i got like less than i'd say six hours of sleep present day i'd be like fuck off exactly so i and feel like I'm, I'm i'm itching closer to where you are than anything else i honestly find myself just more gravitated towards work work and personal development things like that's that's just the kind of vibes that keep that i keep attracting i'm i'm on board with literally everything that you've said because if you have to measure whether a night was good or not based on how often you threw up Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, no, I think I'm kosher. Too many of those. I'm so glad I don't miss those throwing up sessions. You and I both. And the other thing that I wanted to know is uh, I stupidly had all these goals where, and they were very unrealistic. Do you have that in your 30s? Have you made some for your like late 30s or 40s that you know you're not going to accomplish, but you're still like, yeah, I'm going to get abs all the way to my neck. I just have one goal. It's just developing in um, as an artist because I felt that I had that in the 20s, but yeah. it kind of got derailed because of all the other things that were happening in life that I wanted to see and sample. I gave more attention to that. In the 30s, that goals become even more clear. So I'm just like, that's all you need to be focusing on. And with all this energy now, not spending that much time in the club and that's whatnot, the one. it's working out so great. And in terms of your personality, what did you think you were going to be like in your 30s? I saw myself I saw myself almost like my dad. Yeah. In the sense of family man who's quiet <sighs> and has man, that's so random. Yeah, and then when I just started acting when I got into the twenties, I started seeing myself as just very Johnny Deppy. Eyeliner and women. 
Yeah, and, and the hats. I still see a lot of that in myself. In fact, now in my 30s, I feel like it's more achievable. Acting jargon type. Yeah. Uh, even how you approach the material. It's going to be from a standpoint of someone who's experienced a lot more. Ah, yes, when you said uh, a family man. Do mm. people, okay, so I'm, it's, I'm sure technically as a woman, I'm at the, the same age that you are right now as a man mm -hmm. because of the ovaries and all that jazz. So they say. Yeah, so I get bothered quite a bit where uh, everyone's like, you're in a stable relationship, what? First of all, the word stable makes me dry heave. Mm. A stable relationship. You need to have kids. And I'm like, dude, I'm 12 in my mind. I don't know how people mm. think that I should be at that place. Do you think in the next few years you'll be that person that's like, Nadia, mom, my third child. It's time to have them kids in the van. Yeah. Oh, no, oh. no. I, I feel like, first of all, yes, you need to think about it deep. Like, dude, give a lot of deepest. thought into it. It's just, it's just not an everyday thing that you just jump on. But, but if you want to have kids, by all means, do you. Go out and have children. If you don't want to, if you feel even the slightest doubt. Don't do it. Don't do it and ask yourself why. For me, I've never wanted ever since I got into the acting thing. And it was more because of, it wasn't because I wanted to be lifestyle of, oh, just no kids attached, no stress on that level. It was more of the stuff I have seen. The way I interpret the world, I don't want to have children whom I will bestow those kind of ideas on just yet. Yeah. Because I feel like it'll, it won't be fair on them. I'd be the kind of parent who would be telling a kid at five, yeah, you, that drawing, it's shit. <laughs> Everyone, I know your teacher said that it's great, but it's, it's, not. it's not. They're just saying that to encourage you so you can keep on doing your thing. But it's shit. It's not good. Sidebar, like, I would, I feel you on that one. I would be, if someone, if a kid gave me a participation trophy, I'd be like, can you fuck off? Mm -hmm. Because you're lying. And if you gave me a second place trophy, I'd be like, you're just the first loser. Exactly. So like, I, yeah, I feel you on that. Like, I know a bunch of ladies who, before they had kids, I remember their updates and how they used to be. They're it was like all taking about... the morning after pill, after doing tequila. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had a great night, partying, this and that. And then the kid comes through and it always shifts to the best thing that ever happened Hashtag in my life. blessed. You know, my reason for living. And yeah. that is the thing. I have so much beef with that particular phrase. Anytime I see someone say, living. my reason for living. Because it always t makes me think, wait, before this kid came through, yeah, it no, makes I no sense you. that now when you have a child, you keep on saying, my reason for being, my heartbeat. I mean, it's fine. Put all those my hashtags heartbeat. and say all that stuff. My breath and oxygen. But I'm just like, I feel like you're kind of using the child as, as a justification for you deciding to settle on this part Path. of life yeah. and saying, this will be me for the rest of my life. You know why? Because this is my heartbeat. This is my reason for being. This is the reason that I wake up every day and I smile. All which are true. Yeah. And that's fine with me. I wish... Before the kid came through, I wish you had found a reason to wake up every morning. I'm gonna a heartbeat. High five you, you know? on that one. Fucking yeah, correcto. The what what bothers me about that is that that's too much pressure on the child. On the child. Because years later, the kid goes off to university or they get married or whatever it is. You're gonna resent the shit out of them and be like, if it wasn't for you, I could have been an actress. Exactly. I could have done this. And I'm like, why is that still a thing? It's almost become an acceptable thing. And like that's those are the emotions you're supposed to go through oh you my know? god it's so robotic it's unreal it's school good job good wife good kids you know funeral home <laughs> good funeral and that's it mm. you're good to go the other one that i had uh that's been weighing on me is that other than pressure of 
kids and whatnot, pressure of uh, career. Because mm-hmm. you said you're very focused on your career, but do you feel more pressure in your 30s? Like, I should have accomplished this. Absolutely. I remember when I was no, 26. I wanted the answer to be no. Oh, this, this, well, this, this for me is because, because when I was, oh man, when I was in my early 20s, I was so idealistic in a great way. I yeah. felt it was great because it really pushed me as, a, as an actor. And when, how I used to perform when I was in my 20s was so was with the intention of I never used to get on stage like I want to do a play to make the people who came to Phoenix play as happy. I was doing a play because I was like one night Someone, some agent yeah. from Hollywood will be in Kenya and they'll be like, "Oh, let's check out the local scene over here. It's Here's a play. You. They'll see me and they'll pick me up." Like I was always acting like a Hollywood agent is going to pick me. Yeah. And it got me to, to, when I was 26, I was in Jacob's Cross, big time yeah, you were, TV dude. drama all Weren't over you Africa. South Africa. I was in South Africa. I went for six months to shoot that. That's amazing. When I did that, I remember when I was 26, then I told myself by the time I'm 30, I want to be a big time, again, still Hollywood actor and have, um, I wanted to buy a Range Rover when I turned 30. Yeah. On my birthday. On your birthday. So 30th birthday came and went and I didn't have the Range Rover. So every day since my 30th birthday, I'm always like, you need to get to that Hollywood actor status point and you need to get that Range Rover. And fortunately, now I feel like it's a good kind of pressure. It's a pressure of, dude, are you going to do this or are you not? Just this is a personal clock sort of thing. Yeah, it feels attainable as well. Yeah. And also, yeah, it feels so attainable, especially now. I've And I've I just I've just done a film, which I think is going to be really, I'm really major. I'm very excited about this. So am I. I think I think it's going to be a really big movie and a really good move for me uh, in terms of career so this so see my my mind is it's kind of justified but everyone has their own time and everyone has their own thing there should never be a rush in in career in career i do have to say though with you is that uh present day social media is such a big thing that it doesn't Mm. matter where you are even if you do a play here in kenya an agent doesn't have to come there physically to see you you know what i mean there's always these strange platforms that people find you on and i am a firm believer that you are going to be just killing it. Male Lupita. That's what's up. That's what, that's the intention. And yeah, trying to take advantage more of social media to, to get to it get out there. there. Nudie. That's where you should go. Just tomorrow morning. First thing you'll be, you'll be solid. Oh, nudies have got me in trouble. <laughs> that's for another episode. That's for a completely different episode. <laughs>